Welcome to the Sarah Centrella Show. Join best-selling author, master life coach, and manifesting expert Sarah Centrella as she shares tips, tools, and inspiring interviews to help you create your dream life. It's time to hustle and thrive. Now, here's your host, Sarah Centrella. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Sarah Centrella Show. We got a show for you today. I'm actually so excited to jump into this conversation because I love having guests on that help me figure out <laughs> things that I'm interested in and um, answer questions that I have. That's just a huge perk or benefit, I guess, uh, to having the show. And that's definitely what today is. But also today is um, a great conversation with one of my longtime clients, We've been working together in Coaching Circle and a couple other of the programs that I have, uh, gosh, for probably two or three years, it's been, a, been a while now. Um, and this lady is an accomplished author in her own right. She's written multiple books and in such a fun genre. So welcome to the show, Jessica Martin. You are a romance author and you are going to help us learn all about self-publishing, which is one of the things I get questions on all the time. I've never self-published, so I have a ton of questions for you. Um, welcome to the show, Jessica. I'm so excited to have you on. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm so excited and honored to be on. I love your show and all your books and our just time together. <laughs> I know, I know. We've, uh, like I said, we've been working together for quite a while, so I've been able to kind of see your journey from the other side of it for the last couple of years and watch you put out books and all of this fun stuff. And there's kind of always been questions in my mind about like, man, that seems so cool. And could I write a slutty romance novel? I might have to do that. Uh, so we're going to get into all the good stuff. And definitely one of the things I'm excited about, like I said at the beginning, is I asked you ahead of time if you felt comfortable giving your playbook for how to um, self-publish because like I said, people are always asking me like, what do you think about this? How do you do it? Is it super expensive on and on? And I know nothing about it. And so everybody check out the show notes because Jessica was so awesome to send over just a ton of information. I'm going to include it all in the show notes and she's going to let us in behind the scenes of this whole world are you excited yeah. Jessica? <laughs> oh I'm excited I'm the type that likes to share I truly believe we all do better when we're a team sharing encouraging uh, I know you know there's some people who don't want to share uh, but I'm all for it I want to see other people succeed so yeah like I am such a believer in karma yep Karma is real. If you don't, it is real. And so I want to follow that old adage, do unto others, right? And so whenever I can give information, I am all about it because I remember in so many areas of my life where I just wish someone would answer just some basic questions or just kind of tell me what to do or whatnot. And you're right. There's so many people that are so close mouth about it or they're like man it took me three or four years to figure this out why would I tell you in two minutes and right right and I aren't like that so we're gonna we're gonna get in but you know because you listen to the show one of the things I love to do is just get a little backstory like 
Mm -hmm. Where did all of this come from? When did you start writing? Tell us a little about your journey to get where you're at right now. Yeah, sure. So um, I always was an avid reader growing up. My uh, grandmother was really big into my life with pushing. It's so good to read. So I was one of those kids that my nose was always in a book. Uh, growing up, but I never really um, had that desire to write a story when I was younger. You'll hear a lot of authors who said, oh, I've been writing since I was younger. Well, that that was not me. I was not that person. I was a big sports kid. Um, I was the daughter of a jock who had no boys. So if he wanted to go do a sporting event, I was going with him. And that was kind of our uh, you know, our bond together is we both enjoyed going to sport events. So I wanted to be in the sports world. I wanted to be the first female president of a sports team. And so my journey with college took me that route. I worked for Major League Baseball, National Hockey League, uh, college football, National Basketball Association. And I was doing that for a while um, until I got married and then um, I changed into more corporate event planning. Well, once I had kids, uh, corporate event planning got difficult. Yeah, exactly. It's it's you are even in the sports world too, you are on call um, all the time. And that's how it was with corporate event planning. And even though At the time when my kids were little, I was working at Vanderbilt University doing events. Uh, Summer was our busy time. And when you have kids about to go into elementary school, you know, summer is your like, relax, go on vacay. Weekends, like it's a really tough schedule to maintain. Yeah. So my job started to become stressful for my family. Um, And no job is worth that. Right. So my husband and I, we literally had just moved to a brand new house in a better school district because now the kids used to be able to come to Vanderbilt with me at preschool, but now, you know, they couldn't. My commute got longer. It it was, it wasn't worth the risk of my marriage falling apart and all that stress. So we were fortunate that he said, why don't you stay home? And as you and I have discussed before, I love working. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think as a woman and a mother, especially, it is so easy to get lost. Um, you, yeah, you lose your sense of worth because you put everybody else ahead yeah. of yourself. And I need the challenge. I get bored. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, absolutely. It's so good for you. It's just good for your mental health to be challenged in a way that you love, right? So I was like, well, for fun, I was all, I was reviewing books because again, love to read. Uh, So I was reviewing books on the side for fun. And I was helping someone who owned their own author services boutique, uh, helping her out a little bit. And I always had a story, but again, I didn't have time to write it. Yeah, yeah. So I I was fortunate that I had a couple of friends who were successful being a self-published author in the romance genre. And although I read lots of genres, romance was always my go-to because I love the warm, fuzzy feeling. I love love. Yeah, everyone needs to be loved or at least in love with themselves and happy. So 
my husband's like, I think that's what you should be doing. And I agreed with him. I was like, you know what? Yeah, we're going to stay home, be accessible for the kids, but I'm also going to become an author. And in 2018, at the age of 40, on my 40th birthday, I published my first book. Hell uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, so, I love that. You didn't start in your 20s. You nope. didn't start, you know, whenever nope. you were like, hey, this can be my next chapter. Yes. And I am diving in right now. And I freaking love that. Were you scared? Absolutely. I was scared. Um, I think, you know, Yes, age is just a number. It's how you feel on the inside. But you, of course, there's that little voice inside your head going, this is completely the opposite thing of what you've been doing for over 20 years. Um, who am I to do this? And Yeah, who am I to do? I mean, the, who am I? Who are you? Is anyone besides your family and close friends going to read this book? Um, but it's been five years and we're, I'm writing my 10th book now and it's, um, I can't imagine not doing it anymore. Like Uh, that is so incredible in that first, with that first book, walk us through just kind of from start to finish. I think there's, I love that you had the idea, the dream, and then made a commitment to it. That's the scariest part, right? Most people will keep that dream in the back of their head and do nothing with it and mm-hmm. not lean into, okay, I'm going to start because that's the thing you have to start, <laughs> you know, like you are never going to be the author you want to be without writing that first page. So 100%. initially, did you know what story you were going to tell in that first book? Did you have that? Cause that to me sounds like the most intimidating part, honestly, is like, oh, what's the right. Story? Um, yeah, I, I had an idea, uh, and I had the idea for years because I really didn't, hadn't read anything that was like my idea and not saying that I'm sure they're similar. There are similar books to my debut novel out there, but, uh, it was just, I had the idea and I didn't see any other book with the caveat or the drama in it that I wanted to produce. And you're right, it was um, a big task, making sure I sat down every day and wrote. Um, And some authors are there, it's called either being a panster or a plotter. A panster is you're just writing on the fly, whatever's coming in your brain. A plotter is someone who has it well detailed. Yeah, I am a panster. (laughs) So except for the last five chapters, I always have to kind of reel myself in. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it it, I had the idea and it's definitely helpful uh, and motivates you more, especially when you have made this commitment to yourself like, okay, I'm not I just quit my corporate job. I have no money coming in anymore. I have got to do what I said I was going to do. And I mean, that is the key to success in anything, right? Starting out with keeping the promise to yourself because as all my entrepreneurs out there know, whatever your business is, you are the one accountable for showing up every day. There's, you know, as soon as you become an entrepreneur, there's no one checking to see if you're at work on time, checking to see if you're doing all the tasks that you're supposed to do. And I think as a writer, it's even harder. Like there's, there's no one over, even 
let's say your husband, he doesn't know where you should be at in the story or, you know what I mean? So there's, it is really just you, what's going on in your head and you following through and keeping the promise to yourself. Because if you don't have that, you have nothing. Correct. Right. So Mm -hmm. initially, how did you kind of find a rhythm or find a flow? Did you have a writing schedule? Did you do a bunch of research on how you're supposed to write a book? Or did you just sit down and say, hey, I'm going to start this process and see what happens? Right. Uh, So there's not, everyone has their different schedule. Uh, I think the biggest advice that I can give that a lot of authors give is you have to treat this like it's a nine to five job if you want to be have any kind of success. Um, This is now your job. You have to be disciplined enough that you are going to sit down and you're going to write. Now, some people like to have a word count that they don't do anything else during the day until they hit 2000 words. Uh, Other people like you like to time block. Um, In the beginning, I was just, my kids are at school and I have this amount of time to write. So I'm going to write whatever comes to mind is really how I got through that first book. Like, okay, I have to write every day and I have this amount of time to do it with the kids not home. So that's what I'm going to do. Um, it, the, my, that first book took me a long time because it was my first book, you know? Uh, but during that time period, uh, I was engaging on social media cause you really do want to try to start grabbing a following while uh, you are writing that book. Um, that's a good tip. (laughs) And I think also one of the things that is pretty intimidating for a lot of people, especially if you don't, you know, maybe social media isn't your thing, or you have never used social media for anything other than, you know, personal or family or whatever. I think it's so intimidating to get started and to build an audience. How did, how did you embrace that? Especially, you know, if, if, the people who knew you, who were maybe your followers up to that point were friends or whatever the case is, then all of a sudden you're writing romance. Like, what was that like? Did you have to get over all those feels or did you have any feels? Like, oh no, I definitely, I had had all the feels. I don't know how to put this out there. I don't know what people are going to think. I mean, I felt that way about self-help because when I first started, there wasn't one person that I knew in person who knew anything about self-help or cared in any way, but they all thought it was weird to be quite honest. And so Mm -hmm. here I was like doing something that no one who at that point followed me or was in my life understood. And so it felt really vulnerable and kind of scary. And, and I can imagine Mm -hmm. the same would be true in your genre as well, or any business. Any genre. Yeah. Well, I think it definitely helps. Like you already, you had your business established. So well, not, you know, you were you were doing your thing outside of being an author. So you already had a little bit of your following happening and growing. So in that sense, it is a little bit easier. I mean, none of this is easy <laughs> by any means, but you had your audience started. I was cold turkey um, because he, I, I use a pen name, which I do highly recommend no matter what you're writing that you you use a pen name, but Who knows pen- if I make, if I write a smutty mo- <laughs> novel, <laughs> 100% be under some glamorous name that is. Yes. Well, and especially that, like, um, 
unfortunately, my daughter is in middle, well, both my kids are in middle school. She's in eighth grade and her friends have figured out my pen name and follow me on TikTok. I'm like, please don't follow yeah. me on TikTok. <laughs> um, so be given some tips that you should not be paying attention <laughs> right now. <laughs> right. So definitely I, I encourage a pen name, but I, I was starting cold turkey because again, my former career was nowhere near writing a book. You know, it was in sports and entertainment and I was known as this person and here I'm being known as a different person. Um, but there's some tips and tricks for, especially for the people who want complete, completely to be anonymous, yeah. you can have a pen name and have a logo and never show your face. Ah. Is that, yeah, is that something, um, but that does limit you because if you wanted to partake in book signings or let, let's say your book goes viral you and people want to interview you. Like, you're going to have to make that decision. Like yeah. A hundred percent. So it's, you know, when you're, when you're at that journey, you do have to figure that out. But if you don't care about doing it, you don't want to do one interview whatsoever. You can totally go. And there are plenty of authors who do this with just a pen name and a logo. You yeah. don't have to show your face so, and it's the same with social media. Yeah. I, interesting idea. Is there ever a point where, because obviously you want to promote your books, Right. I mean, I guess you do that through all the, the social media accounts with the pen name. But like you said, if if like you're on here doing a podcast or things like that, and I'm obviously going to link to your books. Is there ever a point where you're just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just putting my name out there and. Gonna oh, yeah. Like, can I've... you ever cross over? Do you have to like rebrand? Like, what does that look like? Um, you, you can, but I don't suggest it. It's up to you if you just, you know. Like I will on my personal Facebook page sometimes share my author page if I have a sale, a new book, you know, because I, I, I don't care at that point. All the people who know me personally. They know they're 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 yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but just for legality purposes and I, I would have the pen name no matter what, just as a backup but you yeah there are people who don't care if you if you know their their real name there there are authors who've published with their real name yeah. so it, it really is just whatever is going on in your life at the moment if you have kids don't have kids grandkids you know if it, depending on what you write self-help there's so many authors who do their real name right, right. Um, you know nonfiction that you know lots of people do their name I, in just romance, it's way more common to have a pen name. That makes sense. So once you have that first manuscript written, my guess is that you kind of focused on the writing piece of that for the first book and then we're like, I'll figure out publishing or did you already kind of know the process for publishing before you started writing? I knew the process uh, a little bit before I published because I had friends who were already self-publishers I had heard horror stories of people queuing for agents, never getting an agent, sending their book to the top five publishers, never getting a shot at even being read. And I like a little bit more control <laughs> over things and over my career. So to me, especially knowing people who were successful with the self-publishing, that was the only route I was gonna take. I wasn't gonna waste my time 
queuing agents, sending my manuscript. Yeah. I wasn't going to waste my time. If I can do it myself, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I try to take more control of my royalties instead of giving a percentage? And don't get me wrong. I would, if um, a big publisher came knocking on my door today and offered me a deal for one of my books, would I turn it down? If it's a great deal, hell no, I'm not turning it down. But to get my name out there and to get my books out there and to start building that audience and to have more control over things, self-publishing for me, everyone's journey is different, but for me, that was the way I wanted to go. Yeah. So what was the, what's the first, I guess, step in that process of self-publishing? If you can kind of walk us through what that yeah. Because like I said, I know nothing about it, but to be quite honest, you know, I'm considering it for my next book because all three of my books have been traditionally published mm -hmm. with book deals. But, you know, I have to tell you, in this day and age, publishers do not put skin in the game, to be honest. I mean, it is such a tiny, tiny uh, toe in the water, <laughs> if exactly. you will. Yep. Um, you know, they're not putting marketing dollars into it. They're not doing any of the things. They don't really do anything to help you sell the book in any way, shape or form. Um, and so, yeah, you know, there's, it definitely is appealing to me for having control over a, what I want to put out mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be, you know, not that any of my books up to this point have been filtered. Thank God I've had amazing editors who have really just given me full reign to do whatever I wanted to do. Um, but there is certainly an appeal to it, but it seems so daunting <laughs> to figure out what that would even look like or where to start. So where, where would I start or where would, uh, our future authors out there start? Yeah. So after your manuscript is written, uh, because really that's the most important thing is, you know, again, stay true to yourself write that book, whatever it is that you want, that is true to your heart, makes you happy, write that book. Then you definitely want to have a good editor. Um, as much as uh, artificial intelligence is amazing, it's not an editor. You can run it through, but you really need a human. <laughs> yeah. You need a human because when a, when readers are reading your book, they can tell if a human has touched it or a non-human has not touched it. And I really highly recommend that you have a human editor and a human cover designer. Um, those are very two big important things because those are what help sell your book, a good cover and your content, especially if it's edited well. So those are very important. And there are, there are so many support groups on Facebook uh, for any kind of author that has recommendations. There's companies called the Authors Guild. There's so many resources for authors to find reputable editors and uh, cover designers. Yeah. So that's very important. You can hire them per pro for the project, right? Like Absolutely, it's per project. Yeah. yeah. It's per project. If someone's trying to get you into a contract that your next five books are with them, no, 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 run away, run yeah. away. It, it, it's per project. Um, and like I said before, you really, while you are writing, you want to build that audience. And even if you don't like social media, again, you don't have to put your face on there, but you do want to 
get readers interested in you. Uh, so whether that's posting teasers of your book, it doesn't have to be even edited. You can say this is an unedited teaser um, or getting personal about you. Start that relationship online. It's very important that you have some sort of audience, even if it's just 10 people. It's important to really start grabbing that audience. Yeah, I would say I would never have gotten a book deal if I hadn't been building my, I mean, never, not yeah. how, yeah. I ever well, but, and I don't have a big following. I don't have like, you know, what a lot of people have, but without a platform of some kind, mm-hmm. um, there's just no way because yeah, who's going to buy your book? Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, who's going to, right. If you're not talking to the world that you're writing a book and here's what it's about and here's what you like, and here's how the writing process is, how is anyone going to buy your book? You have to start sharing, even if it's something silly, like my character's being an idiot today, you know, like. Yeah, there's so many different things you can share. You can share, like, let's say in your genre, romance. I mean, you could share love tips. You could share like all kinds of things. Absolutely. You could share the book writing process. Authors do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I wrote my first book, actually before I wrote Hustle, Receive, I was working on a book called Thought Stories Life based on the blog. And for three years, I tried to get an agent and sell that book for three years. And I took my audience on the ride on every single little thing that happened with that journey. And my kids were involved. And so the other day, I was actually like looking through these old YouTube videos from 10 years ago. And, you know, here's my five-year-old opening up a rejection letter from like some big, you know, yeah. So there's so many things and all of those things build mm-hmm. the audience. And then when Hustle Believe Receive, when that whole process came out, everyone who had been with me the last five or six years and seen that journey, it was yep. our win. It was our collective. Exactly. Everyone wants to see you win, especially when you take them along on that journey. They are rooting for you. They want to succeed and they want to support you. So yes, it is so important to start building that audience. As soon as you have the idea, start. Even if it takes you a year to write a book, it doesn't matter. Keep start posting about it, talking about it, engaging people about it. And that's how you're going to start growing your audience. And the beautiful thing about self-publishing is there are so many self-published authors who have gone viral with on TikTok. And now the traditional publishers are knocking, yeah. offering them even more doors to open to more readers. So you can be a self-published author and still get that deal if you agree yeah, if your dream is I want to be published, well, guess what? Start it off yourself and then they might be knocking. Uh, I love that. Uh, so that first part, finding how to go about once you have your your editor, your manuscript is clean. And just so everybody knows, um, I didn't really know what an editor did before I got my first book deal. Um, not only do they go through and just make sure grammar is right and you know all of that stuff, but having that professional second eye on your manuscript is super valuable for they're double checking things like timelines. Or did you already mention that? You know, and if you've been reading, I don't know about you, but I will write something. And then crazily enough, I will read from beginning to where I'm at almost oh, every okay. single time yeah. I write. So like by the time a book comes out, I've read the whole thing 
200 times or something. Mm-hmm. And you just get to the place where your, your brain isn't processing. No, you're <laughs> still you going to make mistakes because yeah, you're just, your brain trains you to fix a word the right way, even if it's spelled you wrong. You don't even see it. You're not, you don't even see it. So having a really good editor is so key. And that's the type of stuff that AI is, is not going to catch, right? They're yep. just going to catch some grammar stuff, but um, a good editor is really going to, you know, follow your story, making sure that, you yep. know, if you said you were going to mention something again, it's mentioning it, just stuff like that. Um, so once you have that, and once you found a good designer, and like you said, there's Facebook groups, there's lots of places where you can just ask for a recommendation. I'm sure you probably did, you know, some reach outs or some interviews with these people before you hired them. So that's always my tip. Don't take the first person that comes along, talk to three or four, maybe five, get proposals from all of them so that you kind of know what the price range is and um, then go with the one that you probably have the best chemistry with that you feel like is going to listen to your ideas and all of that kind of good stuff. Yeah. So after you have all that and, and it's ready to go, uh, how did you pick a company to, to publish it? Tell us a little bit about like what that looks like. Yeah. So with um, self-publishing, you get to choose, are you going to be Amazon exclusive, which would be with their Kindle Unlimited program, or are you going to put your book out there for, it's called being wide. So it would be on Barnes and Noble, Amazon, you know, uh, Apple iBooks, Kobo, libraries. And now today's technology, there's there's these great companies called like draft to digital that will literally you upload your book and they will put it out to all the companies for you. Yes, they take a small percentage, but it saves you so much time to use someone like draft to digital Amazon. I would just upload it myself because it's they their interface is very easy to do. Um, but if you decide to go Kindle Unlimited and if people, what, what Kindle Unlimited is for those who don't know, uh, it's Amazon's exclusive program where if you're a reader, you are paying, I think it's now like uh, $12.99 a month okay. for uh, 20 books plus, but unlimited. So okay. you start off with 20. If you read those 20, you get to take another 20 more. Okay. Uh, so kind of like their reader, audible program it's like a membership right right yeah. it's a membership so as a reader it's a fantastic program especially if you read a lot um but as an author you are exclusive to amazon meaning you cannot publish your book on an ebook on any other platform paperback's different paperback you can be a wide author but an ebook it would have to only be with kindle unlimited now uh, everyone's journey with Kindle Unlimited is different. Kindle Unlimited works great for the kind of author who has 15 plus books. Right. Uh, it, it works great uh, if you have big books, because if you just have a novella, which a novella is a novel classified under about 30,000 words, okay. you're not making a lot of money because it literally is like 0.04 six, nine cents per page. Wow. Okay. Right. So um, as a self-published author, these are decisions that you have to make. Now, the beauty of it is you can choose to publish wide first. So you're you're going on all the platforms. 
maybe stay there for two weeks. If Amazon's your big money maker and you're not making any other money on these platforms, you can pull it, especially using draft to digital unlist your book from being wide and then put yourself into Kindle Unlimited that way. And then advertise you are now in Kindle Unlimited for those readers. This is really cool because I actually did not know this, that as a self-published author, you can publish wide to bookstores, libraries, kind of all of that. That's amazing. Um, And that you can, if you want to, if you don't want to get like get in the weeds and, and it seems overwhelming to you, which it probably would be for my first one, you can hire a company that will do that part of it for you. And you're not having, the other thing that I wasn't clear about is, you know, do you have to buy all your books and ship all your books? To me, that sounds like a nightmare. Um, and tell us a little bit about that. Like you're not putting that type of investment and time into like manually doing all that crap. Nope, you don't have to do any of that stuff. Um, especially with today's technology, the beauty of it is as a self-published author, you can even sell your eBooks directly from your website if you wanted using BookFunnel. Now you couldn't be wide with Kindle Unlimited if you did that, but you can sell your own paperbacks and not have any inventory if you want using uh, print-on-demand printers. So Ingram Sparks is a big print-on-demand printer, but they also will get your books into bookstores for you as well. Uh, but with that, you want to buy your own ISBNs. But again, easy to do. It, it is not hard. There's a company in the United States that you go through. That's the place to buy your own ISBNs. And you having that power of your own ISBNs gives you control that's of what awesome. you wanted to print. Yeah, I love that. So what is maybe one of the mistakes or something that you would wish you had done differently and would tell anyone (laughs) who is about to write a book, be like, okay, I did that. That sucked. Don't do that. Is there anything in this whole like journey that you would be like, I would not do that again? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, don't think you're going to get rich. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. This is a journey. It is a journey. And again, everyone's journey is different. There, there are authors who've been, publishing less than I have, who have made more money than I have. And you you can't compare yourself to anybody. We all are on a different path. So number one, don't compare yourself. <laughs> don't I want to really quickly just interject in the fact that because I love my agent, but I will have to constantly give her facts like this because, <laughs> you know, it's very easy to see someone who is on every shelf in your genre at Target, at this, at that, and they're pumping out a book a year and you're like, oh my God, they're everywhere. Do a little research on that specific author. Go find out when they published their very first book. And you're going to find it was probably 10 to 15 years ago. Yep. And it's on average from just the research that I've done on people in my industry that are kind of like that. I will go back, find their first book and almost all of them is at least 10 years ago. And they will have had anywhere from two to six books that never, no one's ever heard of. And then boom, 10 years later, a book hits, it's all over everywhere. Some celebrity loves it, whatever the case is. And now every book keeps that status. So that's really good advice. Do not compare yourself because whenever 
I feel frustrated and I do feel frustrated. Yes, my books were traditionally published, but like I said, there was not a lot of support and there's, if not, I'll be really frank, like they are not the thing that makes me any money. <laughs> okay. Like the, they open doors and there's, you know, there's an incredible part of being an author, as you know, um, mm -hmm. but you don't do it for the money. Yeah. Having said that, like if I was comparing myself to people who have number one New York Times bestsellers, and that means that you're selling a million plus copies mm -hmm. at two to four dollars a piece. Yeah, you're making good money then. But those are the top five in your industry out yes. of thousands, right? So like you cannot compare yourself to that person. And then when you go do a little research, realize, oh, hey, their first book was 10 or 15 years ago too. So keep that perspective and continue doing your work and good work. <laughs> and if you're consistent with it, you know, you never know, but it has to always kind of come from that place if you're doing it for yourself almost first, I yes. feel like. There's a lot of advice out there, especially in my genre, right to market. For me, that doesn't work because some of the books that are marketable right now are not books I would enjoy. Um, so you really have to stay true to yourself. You really have to be loving what you're writing. Um, and yeah, it, the, the comparison journey is so easy to do and you just can't. You gotta keep your blinders on. You have to stay in your lane. You have to commit to yourself and you have to write every day as if it's a full-time job. Yeah. I mean, definitely life's gonna get in the way, especially if you have kids, you might have a day that you didn't write any words. Give yourself some grace and just do it again the next day. Yeah. You can't beat yourself up, but you do have to stay consistent if you want to start seeing any kind of traction, any kind of money. You have to be, you do have to be putting content out and, and you don't have to be putting huge books out. I think that's another big misconception. You don't, you can put out those novellas every month or you can put out one self-help book or two, maybe keep right. it to 40,000 words and do it in you know the first half of the year, then do it in the second half of the year. You don't have to be always writing so many books if your schedule doesn't allow it, but you do have to consistently post on social media. And I hate to say that, but you do. And that's one of the things that I don't do well, even with all these things that are schedule schedulers out there that wow. you can use as tools. I don't post every day like I should. And I see that I, I will either. see. I don't either. I just, I, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, no. yeah. I mean, Absolutely. you know, I know that that is a big piece of it. And yeah. I know that most people in my space put out content like a machine once a day, twice a day. I just can't. I mean, yeah. it, it doesn't yeah. resonate with my soul. It kills my soul. Right. I could even turn all everything over to my, you know, social media manager and have them do it all. It, it still wouldn't resonate. I still wouldn't like it. Like, I just don't like it. That's not how I consume content. And I don't want to just be putting out machine stuff. I want to be putting out stuff that like resonates. Yes. And, is real, but that's for my genre, which is different, right? Every right, but no, I mean, th my advice with that is if there's one social media that you like the best that you personally like, whether it's Instagram stories, just post consistently on that. You know, the, yeah. the cool thing is, is you can make an Instagram story into a reel. So there right. you go, and guess what? Your reel posts to your main feed. 
focus on one social media channel. You you, like focus on one, master that, and then maybe try your hands on one or two of the other ones. And honestly, just push your same content out to the other ones. Exactly. (laughs) I don't make new content for the 10 different platforms I'm on. Oh, a hundred. Listen, every, right. In romance, there's a different um, philosophy for TikTok than there is for IG and Facebook right now. I'm posting the same thing even on TikTok because at least I'm just out there. And if one person sees my content and it appeals to them, that is one more sale that I had. Yeah, I love it. So what advice do you have for someone who's out there? They've, you know, wanted to write a book in whatever genre uh, for a long time. They've been thinking about it. They've been talking about it. What's your advice? My advice is to never give up on yourself, even on those days that are really hard, even on those days where you have zero sales, even on those days where you have negative sales, because unfortunately, Amazon lets people return books. Don't give up on the things that you love and that you're dreaming about. Yeah, really my advice, because it's so easy to do. It's so easy to get discouraged. But on the same side, it only takes one person who might have a huge platform to love your content and talk about it. I mean, look what happened to Julia Quinn, who was the writer of Bridgerton. She was big before, but those books, those Bridgerton books are 20 plus years old. She leaves her books uh, at at hotels or Airbnbs that she stayed at. Shonda Rhimes picked it up because oh she had my God, I love that. I did not right. know that. That's awesome. This is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. don't give well, up on your stuff. With, isn't that something similar that happened with uh, Fifty Shades of Grey? Wasn't she self-published initially too? Yeah, she started off on uh, Smashwords, I believe, which a lot of authors do. And it gained so much traction off of Smashwords that it just ricocheted onto the yeah. other platforms and talk, 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 talk. And that's, that is the key to being consistent is that don't give up on yourself, even on the really, really hard days that you feel like giving up. Absolutely. And I would also say, don't do it assuming that's going to happen. Yeah. I'm a big believer in dreaming huge. So keep the dream, like have, have that as an and whenever you have those dreams, like, let it be fun, let it be a fantasy, be like, wouldn't it be great if this happened or whatever. But if you're constantly in the back of your mind being like, well, when is my Shonda Rhimes moment coming? Like, it's, you know, I have the stuff, like, why isn't this happening to me? Then you're putting struggle energy into your mm-hmm. work and you're going to lock down all the abundance. And it's not going to happen. Like yeah. you, you have to have a mix of, and this is true for anyone out there in your business or doing yeah. anything that you're passionate about. You have to have that 50-50 mix of the vision of where I want to go, that dream of like, you know, when when all my dreams have come true, this is what it's going to feel like. And those moments are going to be incredible and all of that stuff. But the day-to-day, this is, I'm doing this for me. This is filling a hole in me, or this is, uh, you know, creating happiness or joy in me, or I'm getting better at this. And so it feels good, whatever whatever it is, it has to come from kind of that pure place and that consistency place and letting go of the in-between. And that's really scary. 
right? Absolutely. Let go of the in-between. Yeah. hundred percent. But guess what? We can all do it. Absolutely. Put mind to it. We can do it. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for inspiring everybody. I love that this career started for you on your 40th birthday. Fuck yes. That's amazing. Uh, so whatever it is that you want to do listeners, I mean, I can pull a story for you in 10 seconds that beats all the odds that, you know, you absolutely, whatever the voices in your head that's saying you can't do it is full of shit. Like time yep. to put that to the side and just lean into the thing that you want to do. I love okay. this so much. Uh, Jessica, where can everyone follow you, find you, get your books, all the good stuff. I'm on all the social media platforms. So I'm on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, or sorry, X. Um, and I, all my books, you can find all my books on the retailers. I am putting, trying to sell direct. So jessicamarinbooks.com. Right now my eBooks are on there and I'm slowly getting my paperbacks and some cute merch to go all with yeah. it. Oh, I love it. And I'm going to put all of your incredible tips in the show notes. And of course, those links as well. Uh, Thank thanks so much for sharing all your wisdom with us today. Uh, thanks for having me. So much. And everybody, until next time, hustle and thrive, but don't forget to go share the episode if it resonated with you. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you got value from today's show, please spread the love by clicking subscribe, leaving a stellar review, and telling everyone you know. And join us next time on The Sarah Centrella Show.